0: Good evening and welcome to the local edition news and information, keeping you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. Coming up, we're going to talk to Arabella Saunders from New York Focus about her reporting on Resorts World Catskills Casino in the town of Thompson near Monticello. And later, we're going to have an extended report from Ian Pickus on a new Siena poll tracking New Yorkers' opinions. And we're actually going to start off with some additional reporting on that poll today. Because while it finds that, yes, New Yorkers are concerned about the influx of tens of thousands of migrants into the state in recent months, they're actually more worried about the cost of living. Senior Albany correspondent Karen DeWitt
1: has more. Siena College pollster Steve Greenberg says 80% of New Yorkers believe that the cost of living is a problem, which includes the cost of groceries, gas, and rent or a mortgage. A plurality named that concern as the biggest issue facing the state.
2: The winner there, 27% said the cost of living in the state. The second tier of issues basically tied. 19% said crime. 18% said the recent influx of migrants. 17% said affordable housing.
1: Those concerns were followed by health care, the environment, and the brain drain of educated people leaving the state. Greenberg says given the high rate of inflation experienced since the pandemic, those responses make sense. But he says he was surprised by how many New Yorkers said they think the overall quality of life in the state is declining. Only
2: 14% of New Yorkers say it's getting better. say it's staying the same. 57% of New Yorkers say the quality of life in the state is getting
1: worse. He says Republicans were more negative, with 81% saying things are getting worse, but a plurality of Democrats agree with that. Despite the pessimism, Governor Kathy Hochul's favorability rating and job approval ticked up slightly from a low point in August. 40% view her favorably, while 41% do not. But that's better than the 46% unfavorable rating the governor received just a few weeks ago. Her job approval rating also gained a couple of points. 48% of respondents now approve of the job she's doing as governor.
2: Her numbers are up a little bit, nothing to write home about, but she at least broke her five-month trend of uh, numbers dropping.
1: And finally, New Yorkers do not seem very enthusiastic about the likely major party candidates for the 2024 presidential race. 62% believe Democratic President Joe Biden is unfit for another four-year term, while 60% say Republican former President Donald Trump is unfit to serve. One-third say neither are fit to run. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt.
0: And thank you to Karen DeWitt and New York Public News Network for that report. And again, we will get deeper into that poll from Siena College uh, coming up in the second half of the program. But first up right now, it's our main story for tonight. Resorts World Casino in the town of Thompson. Since its opening in 2018, it's made significant contributions to the local economy, leading to a reduction in property taxes for Thompson residents, among other things. Uh, But with casinos opening downstate and other companies considering building even newer casinos in the wider region, there's a real question now whether this increased competition will negatively impact resorts world Catskills. In her latest article titled, As New York City Casinos Approach, a Catskills Community Worries About Its Future, Arabella Saunders from New York Focus delves into this issue, and she is on the phone with us live now. Welcome to the local edition, Arabella. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you, and I will say that... uh uh, your colleague, uh, we, we have Philip Pantuso from Times Union Hudson Valley Bureau, and he was actually citing this article in our, uh, live conversation that we had last week as he was talking about, uh, casino issues. Uh, but to recap for the listeners, uh, can you just give us an idea quick? We're, we're talking about these, uh, downstate casinos opening up, New York City casinos. Like, w- where are these casinos and have they opened? Or are they about to open? Can you just give us a refresher on, on where things stand with all that?
3: For sure. So, in 2013, New York legalized Vegas-style casinos, and at the time, the state was determined to spread the facilities across all of New York. So, they split the licenses up into two rounds, with the first four licenses going to upstate, and seven years after those four facilities were operational – Licenses would open for downstate, for so the New York City area, and in this January, applications opened up for those three casinos downstate, um, but it's still in the application process, so we're not sure which casinos will actually be licensed in the New York City area or how many.
0: Okay, so this this is a little further off than I thought, but still close enough to happening to, to be a concern. For Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, what? what's the potential consequences then? I mean, that's kind of the whole crux of this whole story is, like, what's the potential consequences for our upstate community if these city casinos go ahead and open as planned after this application process?
3: Mm-hmm. So based on my conversations with community members in the Sullivan County area, people are worried about Resorts World Catskills losing customers, um, losing the people that are coming up to the Catskills, And they losing the people that are coming up to the Catskills, but are then preferring to go down to the New York City area casinos. Um, And in turn, the people who work at the resort would lose their jobs. People in the community are worried about decrease, decrease in visitors in the area hurting local businesses like restaurant shops, hotels.
0: And, you know... Part of the dynamic for our area, a lot has changed in our area in, in recent years and even recent decades. But one thing that's kind of been the same for many decades is the fact that, you know, uh, tourism still our number one industry. We rely on people coming from other places. And a majority, not all, but a majority of those places are the, the more urbanized, uh, tri-state area to, to our south, you know, the New York and New Jersey area. And, and when folks come up our way, they come from the throughway, they go to route 17 to, to get here. So if there's casinos between where they are, casinos that are closer to them, um, you know, that, that's a legit concern up here that people might not continue on the way up. And then coupled with that, there's, there's questions about the performance of, resorts, world, Catskills uh, in recent years, especially when you can com- compare how it's doing now to, um, you know, the initial tax revenue projections. Can you talk to us about that?
3: For sure. So as part of the document describing why it selected each casino, the Gaming Location Facility Board, which is a New York state agency that oversees casino licenses, published a gaming tax gaming tax revenue anticipated for 2019, which is when all the upstate casinos would be fully operational. But when 2019 actually rolled around, none of the four casinos achieved those initial projections. So three years later, in 2022, only one casino had met the 2019 gaming tax number, and the other three casinos, which included Resorts World Catskills, only attained 50 to 60% of their initial projections. So, for example, Resorts World Catskills originally projected that it would generate 20.7 million in gaming tax revenue for local governments, but in 2022, it actually only generated 10.6 million.
0: And in your reporting, anything come up that indicates why? What might be the cause of that? Why that might be?
3: Mm-hmm. So, there's a few different reasons listed in the 2023 report from the New York Office of State Comptroller. Some notable ones are two state policy changes that were enacted in 2021. New York lowered taxes on the money collected from slot and electronic table games. And the state also also authorized mobile sports betting, which undercut the practice in-house. So both of those changes reduced the local gaming tax collections.
0: Wow. And then, of course, between like the opening and now, too, was the whole... Uh, pandemic, which also affected things. But as you're saying there, there's clearly bigger issues than just the impact of the pandemic, which kind of impacted everybody. But, um, you know, even before the pandemic, uh, there's this Genting group that operates uh, Resorts World. They were facing some challenges. They even uh, put additional funds into the casino to ensure its sustainability. Um, But the same group opened another casino, I think with a similar name in Newburgh, isn't this, isn't this essentially like just competition, competing with yourself, basically?
3: Yeah, great question. Um, local officials seem to think so for sure. So I spoke with the town supervisor for the town of Thompson, and he seemed to believe that was the case. He said that he thought that Resorts World Catskills had already taken a revenue hit as a result of the new casino location in Newburgh.
0: Wow, and um, and. Do they say anything about this? Is, is there anything, whether you talk to them or they just have anything out there publicly, the, the owners of Resorts Worlds have a comment on like, again, Newburg is a lot closer to where a lot of the folks that come up here live, uh, than we are up here. So it's like, it's an easy, it's a, it's an easy place to stop if you're looking for that casino experience to not come up here. Has, has the Genton group commented on this at all?
3: No, unfortunately, they did not. The Resorts World Catskills did not respond to a detailed list of questions from me.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so, um, and do you have any other response from, you know, local officials? You said you'd be talking to Thompson Town, Town Supervisor. Are there, are there other leaders, like, from our area that you're talking to that, that you've gotten a response from as, as we're looking at this situation?
3: Yeah, there was definitely a range of concern about the potential impact of New York City casinos. So the treasurer for Sullivan County told me there was a huge concern for the county. Assembly member Eileen Gunther, who represents Sullivan County, told me that she had fought tooth and nail to bring the casino to the area, and she really thought a New York City casino would put all that work in jeopardy. Other local officials were a little more optimistic. They hoped that Resorts World Catskills would revisit its marketing strategy to appeal to a wider range of people. So they talked about things like marketing other amenities that would draw people to the resort, like the golf course and the water park rather than the casino. Right.
0: And now, you know, additional, there's a difference between like casinos or, as you said, like Vegas style casinos. And then there's uh, racinos is kind of a term for like we have at the Monticello Raceway where there's a horse raceway there and then there's some level of gaming there. Have you looked into this about how local residents like, you know, horse owners and trainers and and such have been affected uh, by Resorts World Catskills uh, taking over the Monticello Raceway?
3: Yes. So I was able to visit the raceway um, while I was working on this story. And based on my conversations with people there, people seem to be most concerned with just the physical state of the place. You know, Resorts World Catskills took over management a few years ago And the horse owners and the trainers I spoke with told me that the new management hadn't been upkeeping the track very well. If you go there, it's pretty much in disarray. You know, the grandstand's closed. The whole place looks abandoned almost. When I drove over there in the morning before the races started, I actually thought it was permanently closed um, until I saw a horse running around the track. So I drove over the stables where some trainers were standing, and my first question to them was, is this place open? Obviously, they told me it was, and I came back later in the afternoon to watch some races and talk to people there. But people are worried that the owners want to close the raceway, and they're worried about people losing their jobs as a result.
0: Wow! And it's already got that vibe. I know what you are talking about that vibe of like feeling, "Hey, is this place open? Like, how's it doing?" If it's <laughs> that visible that somebody's just driving by, I mean, you are a reporter, so you are kind of looking for these things. But I mean, I mean, that's not that doesn't take a reporter's intuition to pick up on that. That's the sort of thing that people customers, tourists, would pick up on right away. They're like, hey, not the best vibe coming from this place that I'm not sure if it's open.
3: Yeah, for sure. And the people that were at the raceway, the owners, spectators, trainers, they knew that as well. They were telling me that. They're like, this place used to look a lot better back in the day. So, yeah, it was obvious.
0: But, uh, you know, along those lines, and, and I, I'm doubling back, I guess, on this tax issue, because was the reporting that you did that, that it's not just Resorts World Catskills, but other casinos uh, that that were approved in New York state are also behind on their tax revenue?
3: Yes. So that comes from the Office of the State Comptroller's most recent report, um, which found that none of the four casinos upstate had met their initial revenue projections in 2019. And then in 2022, only one casino, Tioga Downs, had met that 2019 number. You know, this to so, me, yes, raises, they're all lagging.
0: yeah, they're all lagging. And I mean, again, I kind of asked this when it was just we we're just talking about the one. But now we're talking about all these upstate. I mean, is there any indication of what the reasons are that they're all lagging? Was this just was it a, a degree of uh, hopeful thinking or hubris going into it that they overestimated or have other problems emerged?
3: So based on just looking at the report from the state comptrollers, it was the two things I mentioned about the state policy changes. The state comptroller mentioned issues with location, which is something you were talking about earlier with this idea that casinos can cannibalize each other, where if you have one casino placed too close to another one, it detracts business from it. Um, the other concern, there's a little bit of concern with businesses taking a hit from the COVID-19 pandemic, but state policy change were the two big ones that were highlighted on that report.
0: I mean, because when, when we go from that to then talking about like the state of the raceway, which brings to mind, you know, when the state was working on the budget, one of the things that people saw in what Governor Hoko was looking for in the budget was funds to help raceways in, uh, more affluent communities, like, uh, uh, up in Saratoga, but still, you know, trying to subsidize, you know, horse racing. You're seeing casinos lagging. I don't want to project my own, uh personal feelings is like personally i'm not that into going to a casino but at the same time i got to look around at all this different news that i'm hearing from different places and wonder uh you know what what's the market like for casino are, are there still a lot of people that want to go to casinos or is is the audience for for this type of recreation not there in the way that people thought it was mhm yeah
3: that's a great question and honestly I'm still wondering the same thing. I know there's a lot of different opinions out there. I definitely spoke to some people who would say, no, there is not the market for casinos. Um, but I think just speaking of the four upstate, when you look at the state comptroller's report and based on my conversations with people in the community, you know, Resorts World Catskills definitely did not deliver on the revenue that it promised. And now with New York City area casinos, potentially coming soon, it could put the benefits that it did bring to the community in jeopardy.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the report there. And I would just say, did that uh, thought occur to you? Like while you were reporting on this, you're like looking around and finding yourself wondering that too, like, Hey, is the market really here? Are people really that into this, that, that was, were you thinking that before you went into this story or that something that occurred to you as you really started to dig in?
3: I was thinking that a little bit before I went in, and yes, definitely after reading the report. You know, it's a pretty grim report. Um, doesn't paint the most hopeful pictures for the future of casinos in New York State. So definitely that was something on my mind before and throughout the process of reporting this story.
0: And And... That makes me want to ask one more thing, and I thank you for being so patient as I ask you so many questions. And again, this is another one that <laughs> yeah, you course. might not know, but because it is such a grim report and it's coming from the state level, the state is kind of governing this whole thing. The state's the one that opened up the application process and, and you know, regulates these things. Is there any state, like we're talking to local leaders and how they're feeling, is there is there anything from state leaders uh, uh about this? Any word from Albany that if the report's that grim? are they responding in any uh, active way
3: as far as active ways i'm not sure um, during the course of reporting this story i was able to speak with senator liz krueger as well as assembly member ron kim and they both were very vocal about their opposition to casinos and the different ways that they negatively impacted people in the state of new york
0: okay great is there anything else that we didn't get to that you want folks to know before we move on
3: I don't think so. I think you covered everything. <laughs> I
0: think you, covered, you did a great job of covering it all here, and I'm so glad that you talked to us. We've been talking to Arabella Saunders from New York Focus about her article. It's called, As New York City Casinos Approach, Catskills Community's Worries About Its Future. Catskills Community Worries About Its Future. This article is available at uh, Radio Catskills website, our website, wjffradio.org, and New York Focus is online at nysfocus.com. That's nysfocus.com, and New York uh, State Focus joins us regularly here on the local edition. Arabella, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Thanks. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more on that Siena College opinion poll of New Yorkers digging in deep onto that and finding out what it also means for New York politics. Stay with us. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local.
4: Cock-a-doodle-doo. That's Rooster Charles reminding you to listen to Farm and Country Saturday morning at 10. I'm your host, Rosie Starr. Join me, Charles, and all of our wonderful producers as we bring you the best of rural life and agriculture for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. That's Farm and Country, Saturday morning at 10, only on Radio Catskill.
5: Hi, I'm Kusar Grace KG, host of the Music Emporium. Two hours of great music, Right here on Radio Catskill Sometimes I start out with a little bit of talk Concerning things in the world for the week Then I will jump into some tunes that you will enjoy Jazz, funk, blues, and more So come and hang out with me The Music Emporium Tuesday night,
0: 7 to 9 Right here on Radio Catskill And uh, Mr. Kusar Grace will be live in studio coming up in just 40 minutes. Before that, we have more news from the daily and more from the local edition. Support for Radio Catskill comes from Jeffersonville Bake Shop, offering breakfast and lunch to go or to stay, and coffee, Wi Fi, and space for getting work done remotely. JeffersonvilleBakeShop.com. From the Schwangunk Journal, serving the towns of Warwasing, Crawford, Mamakating, Rockchester, Schwangunk, and everything in between. Schwangunkjournal.com. And from listeners like you. Well, welcome back to the Local Edition. And as we mentioned at the beginning of our, the program tonight, a new Siena College poll is out this week, polling New Yorkers on what they think and how they feel And earlier, we heard Karen DeWitt reporting that while New Yorkers are concerned about the influx of migrants into the state, they're more worried about the cost of living. But the poll does have more to say than that. Right now, we go to Ian Pickus of WAMC
4: News, who has more. More than 80 percent of voters say the cost of living in New York state is a major problem, and a plurality say it's the most important issue for leaders to work on. The next top issues are crime, the migrant influx, and affordable housing. That's all according to a new Siena College Research Institute poll. And joining us for those results and more is Siena's Steve Greenberg. Hi, Steve. Hey, and Great to be with you. So I look at your polls all the time. Uh, it's not very often that there's such wide agreement, but it seems that The cost of living has united New Yorkers.
5: Uh, Well, you know, 80% of Democrats say it's a a major problem. 86% of Republicans, 87% of independents. Uh, But we also saw that other issues, the the two you mentioned, the availability uh, of affordable housing, 77% said that's a major problem. 73% of New Yorkers say crime is a major problem. 62% say The recent influx of migrants is a a major problem. So what we did is after asking about seven issues and saying and having voters grade them, major problem, minor problem, not much of a problem for the state. We said if Albany leaders could only work on one issue, what's the single most important? And as you point out, cost of living, the the plurality winner, 27 percent of New York voters said that's the top issue. The next three are virtually tied for second tier. Uh 19% of New Yorkers say crime is the number one issue, 18% say it's the recent influx of migrants, and 17% say housing. On the cost of living, not a partisan divide uh, per se. 24% of Democrats say it's the number one issue, 25% of Republicans, but even more, 35% of independents. Not surprisingly, Influx of migrants, a more important issue for Republicans. 30% say it's the top issue. Only 14% of Democrats say that. And then you can flip it on the housing. 23% of Democrats say that's the top issue compared to only 8% of Republicans.
4: Well, we know New York State is one of the more expensive places to live, but isn't this a a is water wet kind of question? In other words, respondents are never going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied with the cost of living, right?
1: Well, you
5: know, pocketbook issues, as we know, uh, are, are often the drivers of election. You know, we can go back to James Carville, famously in 92, talking about it. It's the economy, stupid. Uh, people feel the prices at the gas pump at the grocery stores when they make their mortgage or rent payments. So, yeah, in that sense, it's not surprising. But what it does show is when crime you know, is a huge issue, and and the media and the public is focused on it. When the the issue, like the the recent influx of migrants, that has gotten a lot of attention in the media, uh, in in government meetings, in town hall, discuss, hall discussions. Yet, those three issues—crime, migrants, affordable housing—while important to New Yorkers, clearly they're not quite. More New Yorkers still think that the cost of living is the top issue.
4: Well, there were some uh, good news, bad news dynamics going on here for Governor Kathy Hochul. How is she doing in the minds of respondents to the poll?
5: Well, a little bit better than last month, uh, but not great. Uh, Right now, 40 percent of New Yorkers have a favorable view of Hochul. Forty one percent view her unfavorably. Last month, it was 40 favorable, the same 46 unfavorable. So the bad numbers down a few points. Her job approval rating. Uh. Up seven points from last month. Right now, forty-eight percent of voters uh, approve of the job Hochul is doing as governor. Forty-one percent don't approve. Last month it was forty-six, forty-six. Uh, but I think one of the you know one of the issues that has to be concerning uh, to state officials, the governor certainly and others, is we had a question: Do you think things overall in New York State right now are getting better? The quality of life is it getting better? staying the same or getting worse. 14% of New Yorkers say the quality of life in the state is getting better. 27% say it's staying about the same. But a strong majority, 57% of New Yorkers say the quality of life in the state is getting worse. 81% of Republicans say that, 60% of independents, and even 43% percent—a plurality of Democrats saying the quality of life in the state is getting worse
4: yeah if i were an incumbent reading that during an election year i would uh, be biting my fingernails i think well what about some presidential polling it sounds like respondents don't want either president biden or former president trump to move back into the white house
5: that that is true but let's start with the bigger picture uh which is we ask the horse race question if it's a rematch if it's joe biden the democrat donald trump the republican who do you support 52-31 Biden leads, not surprising in a state uh, where 50% of the enrolled voters are, in fact, Democrats. But it's up from last month. Last month, Biden only had a 13-point lead, 47-34, now up to a 21-point lead. But we ask voters, when you think about the mental and physical fitness needed for a president to serve a four-year term, do you think both Biden and Trump are fit to serve a four-year term. Biden is, but Trump isn't. Trump is, but Biden isn't. Or neither, Biden nor Trump, is fit to serve a four-year term. And what we find is only 9% of New York voters, one in 11, says that both of them are fit to be president for a four-year term. 26% say Biden is, Trump isn't. 28% say Trump is, Biden isn't. And the plurality winner, 34% of New Yorkers say, neither Joe Biden nor Donald Trump is fit to serve a four-year term as president.
4: You also were able to ask about the nascent House impeachment probe in time. That number surprised me a little bit. 46% said they support the House impeachment effort.
5: Uh, Yeah, uh, 72% of Republicans, not surprisingly, support the House impeachment inquiry independents 47 percent support that doesn't sound like a high number but only 24 percent oppose so two to one support from independents and more than a third of democrats 35 percent of democrats say they support the impeachment inquiry 60 percent oppose uh interestingly we see a little bit of a gender gap here 54 percent of men support the uh, impeachment inquiry, but women by a four point margin oppose it.
4: That's Sienna's Steve Greenberg speaking to us about the latest poll. Steve, thanks, as always, for your time and expertise.
5: Appreciate it, Ian. Talk to you soon.
0: And big thanks to Ian Pickus and New York Public News Network for that report. Thank you to New York Focus for joining us tonight. And you as well. Thank you so much for being here for the local edition. My name's Jason Dole, I've been your host, and I'll be back here tomorrow night. We'll get the latest local news from Leah Mayo of the River Reporter and more. You can said, so thank you for listening. Do keep listening on air. Online at wjffradio.org on your smartphone, smart device. Just ask it to play Radio Catskill. Music importing to Kusar Grace coming up at seven. We got the daily next and the latest local the latest national news from NPR letting you know that it's going to be uh, cool tonight with a few passing clouds overnight low down to 45. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high 68. Clear and cooler tomorrow night with an overnight low 43. This is Radio Catskill, Republic Radio, for the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. Your NPR station. Listen local.